0: Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBA Schooled. And today um, we're gonna talk product marketing careers, particularly for MBA students. And I'm excited because I have Priyanka Srinivasan here with me, um, who is a Wharton alum, but also the head of go-to-market for Gainsight PX. Um. So Priyanka, actually, I ran across her about a year ago at an event talking about product marketing careers and the role of product marketing, and I thought that she'd be a great person to have on here to talk about her own product marketing career, as well as to share some advice for MBA students. So Priyanka, thank you so much for joining me today. So maybe just to start, um, what did you do before business school, and initially, you know, why did you choose to go get your MBA?
1: Awesome. Thanks, Alice. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here Um, In terms of, you know, what I did before business school, I actually, you know, I started my career, I always tell people, um, I didn't grow up in marketing, I grew up in management consulting. So I actually, when I graduated um, from college, I went to join Bain, um, which is a management consulting firm, and I was based in um, the San Francisco office. And most of my projects ended up being in um, technology, telecom, private equity, but just a lot of kind of like enterprise tech, um, in, in particular, and not really necessarily by choice. (laughs) If you had, if you had asked me when I was 22 or 23, what kinds of, you know, industries I would have wanted to work in, I I don't necessarily think it would have been tech, but just by virtue of the fact that I ended up in the in San Francisco office and most of the business there was, was tech, understandably, that's kind of how I ended up in tech to start with. Um, so yeah, that was my, my first, um, job out of college. And, you know, the reason that I did that was I, I think, um, obviously like it was a really prestigious thing to do to you know go into consulting and especially at kind of one of the top 3 but um also you know it just gives you a really great business background kind of a really structured strategic way of thinking about things of structuring problems um and so uh for me i just thought it would be a great uh first first gig
0: great and could you talk maybe a little bit about just choosing to go to business school and get your mba
1: yeah so it's interesting. Like again, I mean, this maybe is a little anticlimactic, like but I think you know a lot of people who end up going to consulting or maybe even banking for a few years. Like the formula is to kind of go do consulting for like two to three years, and then go to business school, and then either come back, um, you know, to consulting for a couple of years, or kind of go on and, and do other things in industry. You know, find what their interests are and and do other things. So. For me, interestingly, it was just, it was kind of this like path that I was on, you know, I, um, I was doing consulting and then, you know, everyone around me was applying to business school and going to business school. So it just felt like a a natural thing for me. Um, and I think I also, you know, I, I also, um, was excited to have two years where I could, uh, reflect on what I wanted to do and maybe explore some other things, Um, and, you know, and just kind of meet more people and network. And I think, you know, for business school, a lot of the value for me was about, um, building that network, getting to spend two years, um, you know, after you've had a little bit of work experience to really reflect on what it is that you want to do and what interests you. So it was a really productive time for me.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I call myself a retired consultant. Um, but I I had a very similar path um, three years at Deloitte and for the same reasons, but I would say the one to your point, the one thing that is nice about it is because you do get a lot, do a lot of different things as a consultant um, having two years to process and make sense of those things, whether, you know, it's learning more about them, thinking more deeply about what you liked or what you didn't like and being able to use that to inform what you do um, in the future. I I think there, there is absolutely a lot of, of value, of value in that. And so um, I, I at least found, found it to be the case. And I think for you, um, so after you graduated from Orton, um, um, you went into a job, but it wasn't necessarily in product marketing. And as you said, you you know, um, you didn't grow up in marketing. And um, I often love the term, you know, accidental product marketer, right? Um, Because like we didn't not not all of us, you know, grew up in marketing and the like, but um, could you talk a little bit about what that first um, job was out of business school? And then, you know, how did you eventually find your way into product marketing?
1: Yeah, so my first job out of business school, I actually was recruited by someone that I'd worked with at Bain to join um, um, this kind of lean, go-to-market business operations team at Twitter. And so it was kind of like a little chief of staff team to the COO, and we worked on a lot of strategic projects. Um, and it was, you know, it was literally called the business operations team. Um, and and so that team, you know, I worked, I, I actually felt like I was kind of a mini consultant within Twitter in a lot of ways. And you'll see this at a lot of companies where you have ex-consultants that they kind of there's a a team that gets spun up that is like a bunch of ex-consultants or whatever, and they basically brought strategy in-house. And so um, that's what I was doing. And I was, you know, working on a lot of different projects there related to kind of go to market for different things that you know the business was working on um, at various stages. Some some things were very operational, some things were really like early strategy. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I did that. And again, you can see that I wasn't yet in product marketing (laughs) yet. So I was still kind of doing the ops and strategy work, but yeah, that was my time at Twitter.
0: Yeah. And so how did, um, how did eventually you kind of find your way into product marketing? Like what, um, how did that opportunity come up?
1: Yeah. So what ended up happening was I was, um, I was recruited into Gainsight again by another, um, Bain Connection. And at the time, Gainsight really needed someone to lead the business operations team. And so, and again, it was kind of like this, um, you know, lean tiger team that was running strategic analytical product projects within the business. And, um, you know, really quickly when I was at um, Gainsight, I mean, we were still, you know, we we had a lot of traction, but we're still kind of relatively a small company. And so people are wearing a lot of different hats and um, it became clear that there were a lot of needs on the positioning and messaging side and I ended up doing a lot of work um, in in biz ops actually on positioning and messaging and so mm-hmm. that it sort of kind of naturally morphed into that and then um, our leader of the product marketing team you know I in the course of my work on biz ops had worked a lot with him and basically about a year in um, he asked me to join that team and so um, in terms of the transition, I think a lot of people ask about, you know, how do I transition? I think to anything, right? Whether it's product mar- to, to anything that you haven't done before, whether it's product marketing or something else, like I think a really great way to do it would be to just get your foot in the door at a company, um, build a good sort of reputation and name for yourself with the work that you do in whatever capacity that is. Uh, and then someone will take a chance on you, right? Because you're a really strong player and you're doing great work and they'll see that in you. It's a lot, I think it's a lot harder to go and pitch yourself to um, a company for a role that you've never done before, if they don't even know you. And so, um, so this was like a way that I kind of got my, my foot in the door with product marketing. And in to your point, it really was very accidental. Like, I, I don't think that, you know, I definitely didn't go into gainsight thinking I want to be in product marketing. Honestly, like, I don't even think I had a sense of what Product marketing even was in an enterprise SaaS context. Like, I, I really didn't have a sense of that. Um, and so it, but you know, a lot of the skill set that I had built up um, during my time at Bain and, you know, when I was working in business operations really lent itself very well to product marketing, I found.
0: Yeah. And I think to your point, when you're in a company and you, two things. Number one, if you have a track record of delivering exceptional work, that's that's always gonna it's always gonna help you build relationships and, and get you in the door because you know, people wanna work with people who are good at what they do, right? And you know, in like in the product marketing world, right? Like we talk a lot about proof points, right? And so one of the best ways to show proof points is to sh- you know, do really good work and have someone see it, right? And that's I assume like partially caught the eye of the person who led the product marketing team. Um, but to um, you know. The other point, I think, um, uh, the other point that I think you you, you made, like, um, if you're in a company already, like that, you know, being able to work on something where it has visibility into something related to the product marketing function, whether it's a launch, whether it's um, go to market, whatever it is, um, you know, if you're looking for a place to start, you know, that is a place to start, particularly on those cross-functional projects where there's a lot to do and you know, there could always be extra hands who could, you know, contribute in, in a meaningful way. And so um, whether it's in your role or not, like I think that if you're within a tech company, like those are some of the lowest hanging fruit in terms of if you want to move into it, that is a great way to do it. Um, okay. So you, you jumped in um, you're on the team. Um, you know, what, you know, particularly, you know, as you said, you know, you kind of came in through consulting and, you know, having really strong foundations and business operations and strategy, but what about product marketing and the role, you know, really interested you or what, what eventually kind of drew you into it?
1: Yeah. You know, I think product marketing can be different things at different places. I often say the same thing about business operations. Um, I think, you know, there are some organizations where product marketing is very programmatic right? It's, you know, um, I get, you know, a set of features that we're going to release from product and I figure out what the messaging is. And we just kind of go through the motions and we do that every six weeks or every quarter or whatever your release cadence is. Um, You do some analyst relations, you do some like competitive win loss. Like there's just, there's these like kind of like functional elements, I guess, to product marketing. And I think it can just become really quickly this program. But I also think on the, or so that's like one, that's sort of one option. But I think that there's another option of product marketing that's actually very strategic. And, and I think that um, I would actually sort of rebrand it in a way and call it kind of a go-to-market function, right? Which is really thinking strategically about the business end-to-end and the, you can define the business in different ways. Um, you know, I, I lead go-to-market for one of our products. And so I really think about it myself as kind of like a GM for that product, right? So I don't, I, I mean, in a GM in all senses, in the, but it, up to the point where I don't actually carry a bag, like I don't sell the product myself. But, um, and in software, you don't, you don't often have very many GM roles. But this idea of looking at the business end to end, really digging into what metrics actually matter, and making sure that you're tracking those, and really understanding how to, you know, from that kind of data as well as the qualitative data that you're getting from talking to customers and prospects, like what decisions can you make about the positioning and messaging to set the business, right. Or that product up for success. Um, And, and I think it's just this ownership mentality of a, of a product in this kind of way that you buy in, you know, you kind of share the goals with sales and marketing. Um, And that's how I really like envision a go-to-market team and how I envision um, go-to-market. And I think there's a, obviously there's, there's the sub elements of that that are doing competitive and, you know, analyst relations and all that kind of stuff. But I, I really try to think about like up-leveling it. Um, And I would love to see more product marketing organizations up-level themselves into being this kind of strategic GM kind of glue between sales and marketing and product and success. Um, And, and I don't think, but I don't think that there's a lot, I don't think that that's necessarily super common today, but I I think that that is what is interesting about it. And certainly the way that, you know, we see it at Gainsight. And that's kind of what attracted me to it, which is that you have this kind of like end-to-end ownership of something and you're looking across the business. And I've always been really drawn to like GM type of roles. I think that, you know, we go back to like the business school thing. I mean, a huge reason why I went to business school and a huge reason that I'm interested in business is like fundamentally this idea of like, how do you you know how do you grow a business, right? How do you take something from zero to one? Um, like if someone gave you an ice cream truck and told you to turn it into an empire, what would you do, right? You would look at the product, right? You try to, you taste the ice cream, you talk to the customers, you look at the marketing, right? Like, and that's how I think about you know my role and how I want or how I want to think about it. So um, that's what kind of drew me to, to product marketing in, in, in the sense that it had this potential to be like that. Um, and I think it depends a lot on the organization. And I think the second thing is um, there's this really amazing storytelling element to product marketing, which I think, um, you know, again, I think the consulting skill set, a lot of people don't realize this, but I think the consulting skill set lends itself super well to that because people think consulting is just like you're in Excel spreadsheets all day or whatever. But actually, a huge part of it is you do the analysis, but then you have to figure out how to tell the story and how to up-level it to you know, an exec or whoever you're presenting to. And I, and I think that, that that's literally day in and day out what I have to do from a, a product marketing perspective when it comes to the actual product that I'm messaging and putting out there. So is that helpful?
0: It is. And I uh, 100% agree with you on the storytelling piece, particularly as, again, as an ex-consultant and when I was thinking about what I wanted to do after I knew I was done with consulting, one of the things that I did was I went and looked back and tr- really thought deeply about what are the things I really enjoy about consulting that if I could find them in another job, I would be really happy. And one of my favorite parts of it was being able to be in the room with everyone and figure out, okay, well, now that we, now that we have the data, now that we kind of you know, have a sketch of like what the deck is going to look like, like, what is the actual story that we're going to tell based off of who the audience is? And as I started talking to more and more people, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, that's product marketing." <laughs> um, I didn't know that, but like, you know, you know, once I learned that, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, I could do more of this, right? Or this could be more of my job. Like that—that that could be really awesome. And so, I absolutely agree on the the story, the storytelling piece. Of, um, you know, particularly from people who come from a consulting role, because you're right. Like a lot of times, you do think about it. Oh, you're just you're building slides, um, or you're making a da- or you're you're looking at the data, but it really is more than that. And then the other thing that I often think about too is you know, in consulting to your point, like you're working with a lot of different audiences, right. Um, you know, whether it's the exact team who's sponsoring the project, um, whether it's the stakeholders you're interviewing. Um, and at some point, um, whatever you do, those outputs have to get messaged or communicated, right. Um, to various audiences. And, and again, like, it took me some time to figure that out. But that is absolutely what I think about as a product marketer every day. And I know other, you know, other product marketers do as well, whether it's, the message that you want to give to your sales teams or the message that you want to give to your other stakeholders or the customer or you know whatever it is. And so um, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and I think my key takeaway from that was that um, I needed to spend some time thinking about what those things that I liked were um, mm-hmm. and then figuring out how they you know maybe fit within the context of another role or opportunity. And, and I'm, I'm glad they fit within product marketing because those are some of the parts of my job that I, I know that I enjoy the most now. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is that um, so now, you know, you're, you're the head of go-to-market and, you know, part of the reason why you have, I think, I would presume you have sort of this purview of how you view product marketing is because of the fact that over the, your time at Gainsight and um, you've been able to kind of work through a number of the key kind of um, almost like competencies or, or you know, capabilities of, of product marketing, right, in terms of, um, you know, starting as a PMM, moving up to senior, moving up to director, etc., Um, Can you maybe share a little bit about, you know, in your product marketing career, like from when you started to where you are now, how your role has changed or or progressed along the way?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think really tactically when I started out, I was leading our enterprise positioning and messaging. So that segment of our business, which was pretty significant. And again, um, you know, and we've gone through various iterations of how we structure our go-to-market team. Um, But I think that's kind of where I really... um, learned kind of like the elements of product marketing, um, you know, in terms of kind of like what are the pieces that have to kind of come together and what are your responsibilities and roles. Um, and then, um, you know, we moved, Gainsight moved to a multi-product cloud strategy about a year and a half ago. We released multiple products. We built out what we call the customer cloud. And as a result of that, um, that's where I got to launch um, a, a product from scratch, really. And, and I, again, I'm, that's really where I think I developed this mentality of thinking of um, my product as a little business, right? And and I think that's so critical. And I keep coming back to it. Again, I, I don't think that from when I t- when I talk to people, I don't think it's necessarily the way a lot of people think about product marketing. But I think if you think about product marketing that way, you think about go to market that way. It's incredibly powerful. And I think it changes your viewpoint on the skill sets of people that could be good for this role um, and that you should you should hire. Um, but essentially that's, you know, where, I, you know, I, I was kind of like in a, a go-to-market team of one thinking about, you know, who is the core buyer here? Um, what are their pain points? Like all the, you know, different things that you would normally think about. What's the ICP um, creating enablement materials for sales literally from from scratch because it was a completely new persona that we weren't selling to um, at the time. And so that was, that was a point where I feel like I, I almost like, you know, I, and again, I'll use the ice cream truck analogy. Like I have this small ice cream truck that I was trying to like figure out. And, um, and so that it was a really fun experience. And I would say it's probably one of my most favorite experiences just in my entire work experience, actually, because just having that level of kind of responsibility and really feeling like you're the one waking up every morning, going to sleep every night, really thinking about this product and how to make it better and how to, you know, how to sell it, I think is really fun. That sense of ownership. Um, and then, you know, we did well with that product, right? We grew it. And I think at the end of the day, one of the things that I loved about it was that I had a sense of attribution with it, which is that, um, and again, I think this is something that product marketing doesn't always have, but we had sales targets every quarter to hit with this and we hit them. We surpassed them in many cases. And it was really exciting to kind of see that grow. And obviously you're doing it in partnership with you know, a ton of teams like product and sales and marketing, et cetera. But it's just fun as a tiger team to see that grow. And um, after that, in early this year, I was asked to take on one of our fastest growing products, um, which is, again, it's it's one of, it's almost like a little business. We um, It's our PX product, product experience. And we got this company through an acquisition a couple of years ago. And so it's really set up structurally. It's almost like its own business within the business. It's had its own product team, engineering team, et cetera. And so, um, again, it's like, taking the ice cream truck and and taking it to the next level and really figuring out, you know, what do we, what is, what is not working today? You know, where do we need to invest? Um, How do we grow the business? Who should we go after? We can't do everything. How do you prioritize the go-to-market motions, et cetera. And so um, that's been a really, you know, fun experience as well. So I'd say, you know, I think you asked about kind of my evolution. I think it evolved from, starting with like kind of core positioning and messaging for enterprise business. And then just because of the way we structured our organization evolved into kind of this more of like a GM type of thing, which I, which I really love. And, um, and I, and I would love to see more businesses do something like that.
0: Yeah. We're getting a lot of mileage out of the ice cream truck analogy. I think, yeah. I think it's great though. I, know. I talk I,
1: about it. I talk about it a lot because I, I think of, I mean, I spend a lot of time just thinking, I don't know if people do this, but I spend a lot of time just taking a step back from my job and thinking about like, what is it that I really want to do and gets me excited, you know? And especially you, I I think we all have these comments, you know, anyone that's gone and gotten their MBA, like it's literally two years of like spending time thinking about what is it that you want to do, right? And why is it that you got into this Mm -hmm. thing in the first place, whether it's like functionally a problem that you want to go solve in the Mm -hmm. world or what is it that you kind of enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis? Because we all know like, business school is not, it's not super, it doesn't like, it's not super high on the actual like academic stuff, right? It's it's a lot of, I mean, like, let's just be honest. Um, Like at Wharton, I mean, I wasn't, I don't think I was like the best student, you know, I mean, I went to class, but um, most of it is like networking and most of it is like soul searching and figuring out what you want to do and meeting people. And so I, you know, I take that with me today and I think a lot about what it is that gets me excited. And by the way, like, that might not be product marketing forever, you know? And I think for me, you know, like, as I, I think about my career and I like, you know, had this opportunity to like, take a more of like a GM approach versus like a typical product marketing role. I think a lot about like, hmm, maybe that's something that I
0: yeah. might want to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I, 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 I think the analogy is great. Um, and it, it resonates a lot. Um, so Given, you know, kind of your experience in product marketing and how you've grown and, and you know, you're in a point now where, you, you know, you've certainly, how you hire product marketers. And so I'm curious, um, particularly just based off of your experiences that you've had, um, what kind of skills or experiences are you looking for when you're evaluating candidates? You know, fully knowing it will depend, of course, on the nature of the role, but just in general, like, what do you, what are things you look for when you're trying to hire, you know, a product marketer?
1: yeah, I mean, I like again, I look for like a really strong like ownership mentality of things. Um, because again, the way that I would want to structure go to market is less of like, you know, necessarily going through the motions of a programmatic function and more thinking critically about the business. And then, of course, you know you need someone that can obviously dig in and do the positioning and messaging and do the competitive analysis and stuff like that. But um, I think if you're someone that if you're someone that has this kind of North Star orientation around, you know product marketing ultimately exists to drive revenue for the business. I mean, we all do. That's why we're here. You know, what does it take for me to, to do that with this product? And, you know, exploring all the different kind of options out there. Um, I, I really look for someone that's kind of a critical business thinker on the one hand. And then on the other hand, someone that's not afraid to obviously like roll up their sleeves and and do the actual work of product marketing, right? Which is developing messaging guides and, you know, you know, running product launches and things like that. Right. And, and so is process oriented enough to kind of handle those things.
0: I think, yeah, I, I I love the idea about the ownership mentality. And I think that is also um, to the degree that you can do that as a product marketer, that is, you know, people always talk about like, how do I get a seat at the table? Right. And when you act like an owner, when you put your, put your skin in the game, when you roll up your sleeves, I think that those are the things that um, help you get the seat at the table. And then, you know, being able to deliver on that is what keeps you there, particularly yeah. amongst like your cross-functional peers, right? Yeah. Um, so um, so obviously, you know, you were in business school, so you know, um, MBA students, you know, go through the internship pro- recruiting process and full-time recruiting process. And so I'm, I'm curious, um, what kind of advice do you have um, for MBA students who are interested in pursuing either an internship or, or career in, within product marketing?
1: It's a a good question, and I don't know that I have a lot to add because I myself did not ever, um, you know, I didn't do my internship in business school in product marketing, and the way that I transitioned and the way that I felt like it's easiest to transition into a completely new thing is to kind of, as we discussed, kind of build your reputation in a company in a role that, you know, folks do associate you with and then make a transition from there. Um, So that's a little bit of a tough one um, for me to answer, but I think... um, you know, I'll, I'll just say it from like a marketing perspective. I mean, I think anytime that you're moving into a new thing, um, you know, people are, recruiters are generally like pattern matchers, right? Like people generally look at, and I even faced this in business school, right? Where people would look at um, what I did before business school. And even as like sort of open as consulting can be, I mean, consulting can, you know, the, the entire idea is that it can set you up for a lot of different things. I remember facing in business school, a lot of, recruiters that would just be like, well, you know, what you did before doesn't really align. And so, you know, you're not a great fit for this. And it's just so hard because you want to, you know, business school is oftentimes that point where you want to make a transition to something new and you can't do that. And so I remember thinking, oh my God, like why did I even go to business school? Like I can't even make the transition. But the reality is that, um, you know, I think like with all things, and I think this never gets easier, even as you get more, uh, as you progress more in your career, you just have to fill your top of funnel with like lots of Um, opportunities, right? And at some point, someone is going to be that person that will take a chance on you. And, um, and I think that happens at any point in your career, no matter what you're doing, right? Even if you stay in product marketing, and you want to get more senior in it, right? Like, you you need someone that will, that will always take a chance on you. Um, So that's the advice that I would give, which is, you know, fill, fill it with a top, a, a ton of top of funnel, in terms of product marketing opportunities and depending on where you come from i mean i think if you came from a consulting background it's easy to sort of hopefully i think it's easy to kind of make the pitch for product marketing based on the things that we discussed but if you come from something else you have to figure out what that angle is um and i'd say be honest about it because again people are pattern matchers.
0: no i think that the point you made about pattern matching is absolutely spot on and one of the things i always tell people which is kind of meta about product marketing is that trying to find a product marketing job or internship is an actual exercise in product marketing right you have to you have to figure out what the pain point in the market is or the you know the thing that they're looking to solve for and then you have to figure out what unique value prop you have that you know solves that pain um and hopefully it's some of your past experience which is going to be relevant but in some cases it may mean having to reposition things that like you thought of a certain way but you need to tell it in a way that the hiring manager isn't going to pattern match you out of, out of the role. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like I I a hundred percent agree with you um, and that um, it is a little difficult at times when, you know, it, it's very easy sometimes to just look for in their resume pile, all the people who had the role that um, you're applying to. And if you don't have it getting cut out, but I really always challenge people to think about, well, if you were the product marketer, like, and this was your challenge in terms of trying to get your product noticed in the market, like. How would you think about this right and and if you can do and arg- I would argue too, if you can figure out how to position yourself for a role in product marketing, you probably have some of the skills that are probably important in terms of yeah. being an actual product A
1: little, little inception like it's true yeah it,
0: it is okay, great um last question here, um because I know that you know pr- probably part of um how you've been able to grow in your career has been certainly the work that you've done, but also kind of learning about product marketing or. Um, you know, upskilling in some kinds of way, shapes or forms. So I'm just curious, do you have any guidance or advice for how, you know, knowing that MBA students do have two years to kind of learn and grow about what things they could do to either build more experiences in product marketing or more knowledge in product marketing, you know, obviously outside of like an internship or like a full-time opportunity.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a really big fan of, you know, networking with people and just getting time with people, even if it's like 20 minutes to kind of pick their brain on, What is it they do? How they structure their teams? Um, You know, what is their day kind of average day look like? And I think if you can do this with like 10 or 15 companies and get a really good sense for, you know, you'll start to see patterns in terms of how organizations structure themselves and what are the roles and responsibilities of product marketing. I think you can learn a lot about it and and get really smart about pitching yourself, right, for for roles in terms of like and demonstrate a lot of knowledge that you really understand, like how teams are structured and what they're responsible for and, um, and, you know, what people are actually doing on a day-to-day basis. There's actually a lot of stuff, honestly, like I, I take this approach, like there was a time when I, I felt like I didn't know that much about demand gen and I, and I felt like, and I have this feeling when I don't know something, I sort of, um, I get kind of like anxious, like I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh my God, maybe there's so much out there to this thing and I will never be able to learn it. And it stresses me out but actually like there have been times with demand gen that I've just gotten on the phone with a few people and been like, okay, can you just structure out like exactly what, what it is that you do so that I can get a sense of it. Um, and you know, I'm not like a, a person that's done like 10 years of demand gen, but I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of like what it is and like the tactics of it and like how you set things up. And I feel like I know enough to be dangerous. And I feel like I know enough to be able to talk about it and be able to collaborate with it from a product marketing perspective. So and honestly, like it didn't take very long, right? It's it, it can be just like a few conversations with people. So um, I would say, you know, there's there's probably a ton of resources out there. Probably if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in product marketing, you probably uh, know about a lot of like resources that you could read or maybe groups or whatever. But I I wouldn't underestimate just you know getting on the phone with some product marketers or some leaders of teams and. Um, and picking their brain about how they structure their team and what they own, and how they think about product marketing. Um, And I think after like five to 10 of those conversations, you'll feel a lot more confident.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's a great approach. And um, yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? If you don't know what you don't know. And I think with with those things, what helps is that or you know, you've learned and when um, after you talk to five or 10 people, if the questions you're asking are like better by the fifth and 10th person than what you did initially, right? Because it means you're you're absorbing the information and are able to think at a higher level and truly being able to understand, okay, well, now that I've asked the 101 questions, I can move on to 201 and 301. And that that kind of builds your muscle and builds your confidence. So I think, that is, um, I think that's a great approach. Um, Priyanka, thank you so much for joining me today on the MBA Insider Podcast um, for talking a little bit about your own journey to business school, um, your own journey after business school into finding your way into being an accidental product marketer. Um, and then also just... Um, your own career and how everything revolves around an ice cream truck and how to grow it. Um, I really appreciate you jumping on and joining me today.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time with me. I had a lot of fun. Thanks, Al.
0: Hi everyone. D here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA insider podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschoolcom backslash podcast.